Welcome to the Choose You Now podcast. I'm your host, Juliana Hever. I'm so excited for you to meet today's guest. He's a great friend of mine, and many moons ago, we were co-hosts. The man has abs of steel, which you can see all over his social media channels, but he is so much more than that. Joey Thurman is a health, fitness, and nutrition expert. He's the author of 365 Health and Fitness Hacks That Could Save Your Life, creator of Fast Results on OpenFit, and the host of the Fad or Future podcast. Joey Thurman, hello. Hello. I'm so excited to talk to you. I always love talking to you. And for those out there that don't know, Joey and I had a really fabulous, fun Facebook watch show together. That's where we met um, via Sanford, producer Sanford, and it was called Home Sweat Home. And we went around to people's homes in New York and we were helping them get healthy and fit. And we had such a good time filming that. We hope to do it again someday. <laughs> but today, I want, I've heard producer Sanford told me that you have been struggling with mental health issues. And this is something that so many people are struggling with, so many people, and uh, myself included. And we don't really talk about it. So I'm, I'm really hoping that you're willing to open up and share and, and we could discuss it together here today. Yeah. I mean, first off, yes, that show was killer. Um, and it did get picked up as I told you for an you know extra season and then the whole Russian Facebook scandal thing. So it's okay. We'll do something oh, no. else. Juliana. Yes. So, I mean, yeah, you know, you mentioned mental health and, uh, a little backstory. This wasn't just because of the pandemic, right? I mean, things are get exacerbated from that. But when I was 13 years old, I got diagnosed with depression. I had suicidal thoughts. I thought about, I was living in you know, St. Louis area, walking to what they said, the Jefferson Barracks Bridge and jumping off of it. And I literally told my mother, as I was very close to her, my parents were having some issues. I was at a new school and there's a lot of things I was getting picked on and bullied and I didn't look anything like I do right now as gangly. And if anybody know, remembers who the cartoon character Gumby was, they used to call me Gumby and I just didn't come into my own and I had a hard time adjusting. And with the, the family problems, it all just exacerbated and I got put in suicide watch and it just kind of snowballed. And that was the first time I really started talking about that and those with a psychiatrist and they just pumped me full of pills and everything, which is probably another story, but that's when it started really. I think you said 13 years old? Yeah. Okay. So it's been a few years. How has it, I mean, it's, it's like a constant struggle, right? This is something that just stuff comes up and life throws challenges and how has it been for you over the years? Yeah. You know, I, I never, like, I, I equate this to diabetes or alcoholism or anything else. You know, you don't, it doesn't ever go away, right? You know, you're once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic. Like once with mental health issues, probably always. I feel like it's kind of in remission at times, but things really bring it up. Uh, you know, I was back and forth and then happened uh, in college to rear its ugly head. And I was experimenting with all sorts of different things. And I was playing hockey in college and concussions. And we know that that is not good for the brain as well. And uh, yeah, the pandemic really, really smacked me in the face as well as, you know, most of the world, you know, and that really brought it out. And I was traveling the country doing all sorts of hosting and TV and life seemed good in my highlight reel on social media and all that bullshit as you know, I've got a love hate relationship with it. And 
And all of a sudden, it just stopped. I couldn't travel anymore. Gym shut down. And I thought, what is going to happen right now? I have this amazing well, two-year-old son at the time. He's now three. And, and I can't provide for my family. I had to go on unemployment. I was charging hundreds of dollars for a training session and making very good money traveling the country. And now, wait a minute, what's happening? And it was really tough, Jay. It brought out a lot for so many people. I never talk about this ever publicly. I don't think I've ever talked about this publicly, but I've always struggled with really bad anxiety. So same here. I've had that very similar experience this year. Um, it's, it's really hard. It's like everything just, you have this filter. And um, so how do you navigate this when it feels like, when you get to those points like this year, when it feels completely suffocating? Yeah. So one, I think the best thing that we can do is be aware of it. Don't shy away from it. Yeah. You have to acknowledge, I don't even want to say you have a problem, right? I think you just need to acknowledge how you're feeling in that moment, that day, that week, you know, depression. Some people have seasonal depression. Some people have depression that lasts, you know, days, sometimes weeks, and just things don't seem as exciting anymore. Right. So it, it happened and it was a couple months of me just feeling sorry for myself and having that victim mentality. And then one day my son came running down the hallway. Normally I'm at the gym at five in the morning. I don't see him. He'd be sleeping. And I'd, I'd come home at noon for a couple hours, relieve my wife because, you know, she had no help at the time because during the pandemic, my mother-in-law wasn't coming downtown to, you know, help out. And then I'd go back to work and I wouldn't see him until pretty much he'd go back to bed. And I realized he'd run down the hall and he'd say, Baba's home, Baba's home, which is dad in Greek. I was thinking, holy shit, I get to see this now. I get to see him run down the hall and reach his arms out and hug me. I would have never got that without this pandemic. Aww. And that right there, I was like, I need to stop feeling sorry for myself. I need to embrace this. And what's the silver lining? I get to see my son grow up in a time where I never would have got to see that and him become, you know, I, like children are light. Like they, they, they are the purest form of light. And I'm not religious, but they're the closest God, if you believe in God, that there is because they are pure when they come out yes. and society and parents and all sorts of things, just sorry, but fuck them up. So this is going to be my first R rated episode. Thank you, Joey. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. Um, you know, but like, that's the thing. So I acknowledge it to go back and, and I, and I tell people, I, t- I tell Maria, my wife, I say, honey, I'm having a bad day right now. I can't explain it. There could be all sorts of things. You know, I could be you know, right now we're doing this. I'm in New York doing Kelly and Ryan. Amazing. But I could have a bad day too and say, hey, I, I don't feel right today. I feel sad. So there's nothing that you are going to, that you did. So she doesn't feel like she did something wrong. But at the same time, maybe she's a little bit more aware that I'm not in a good place that day. And that's a good start, that acknowledgement. Yes, I understand. It's good to set people up and manage their expectations so that they don't take it and make it personal. And that's really that's a really selfless thing to do. Um, it's it's really interesting as you're you know you're out there. We're out there. We're, we have these big smiles on our faces, and we're always showing ourselves publicly as you know happy and have it all together. And people really think that we have it completely all together. And um, it's it's just it gets dark sometimes. It gets hard and anxiety too. It's just so hard to navigate. And so, what do you do? Like I I go to therapy. I'm I'm very passionate about therapy. That helps a lot. And I have a lot of really good friends, really good friends that I can talk to and really help with all that. 
But it is, it is kind of interesting because what, you know, people don't know what's going on on the inside. And like you're saying about social media, I would love for you to talk more about that. Yeah. You know, that the, what you look like on social media, that perfect, your, your amazing, you know, chiseled abs that everyone's always admiring. Um, all of that, like there's so much more going on behind all of that. You know, every, we're real, you know? Yeah. You know, it, it's often the people that have the light shined on them that have so much darkness. And be, because we're out there and admittedly, we put ourselves out there. Yeah. So I, I don't want people to feel sorry for me and you don't want people to feel sorry for no. you. Like you, you put yourself out there. You've got a podcast, you've done all these things, you've been on these like document, like everything, right? So that is something that you're doing for your career, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt and that sometimes it's just exacerbated and you have to, I know people can relate when you're having a bad day and you're sad and you have to go to a meeting or you have to pretend that everything's okay. That's exhausting. Mm-hmm. So what I've started to do a little bit more on my social media is just talking about that and just talking about like, y- yes, I'm known for abs and body and, you know, doing all sorts of crazy things on TV and this personality, but we all have several personalities, you know, that sometimes like sometimes we're just angry. Sometimes we're just in a bad mood. And imagine having to get on TV every single day and pretend that everything is okay. Because right. it, it is rarely okay. And you show me somebody on social media that everything is perfect. And I'll show you a person that's lying to themselves. A hundred percent. There's no way nobody has a perfect life. There's just no such thing. And that, I think that's one of the most damaging things about social media uh, that everyone, you know, other people are looking at these people and then feeling bad about their life because it looks like everyone has these perfect lives and they, you know, have all this family that loves them and loved ones and, you know, and significant others. And then the people, then you're, you're faced to look at your life and then it's, it, things get a little sad or a little, you know, anxiety provoking. And so it's, it's kind of perpetuates that, especially now, I think with, with the pandemic and all that. Uh, so as an expert, I'm going to switch it a little bit. Um, but your personal part of this, mm-hmm. how does diet and exercise help you personally, but from your, you know, your, your perspective, um, with this, with these issues, can you break it down? Yeah. So there, there's a bunch of things that I do that really help. And, you know, exercise has been shown to be one of the best things that you can do for mental health, brain cognition. There, there's a whole plethora of things that are happening in cascading of hormones and, you know, um, dopamine and all and these feel good hormones, right? So I always have to get some sort of movement in, in a day, whether it's that's lifting weights or going for a walk. And here's something that people can do, like uh, getting that vitamin D and natural vitamin D is one of the best things that we can do. So after every time you eat whatever diet you're on, right, whether it's vegan to anything else, take a 10 minute walk, <laughs> anything get, else. get outside and take a 10 minute walk. That'll help the digestion of the food. That'll help you feel good. You'll feel the air and you'll get the sun and that vitamin D and you'll start to feel better and you get the movement in there. And as you're doing that 10 minute walk, I want you to unplug. Unless you're listening to Juliana's podcast, which exactly. you're, then you're plugged in, right? Look at that. Look at that. So you, then, then just start think about what, what you're grateful for. Okay, I'm grateful that I can get outside and take a walk right now. Is it, if it, maybe it's the winter. Is it too cold? Okay, I'm grateful that I can walk around in my house. I can get on a bike. 10 minute walk, do that two or three times a day after eating. And then just focus on your breath, focus on your breathing, nice deep inhalations through the nose and out through the mouth or out through the nose, whatever you want. You want to take a, a longer, uh, an, a shorter inhalation and a longer exhalation. That longer exhalation will slow down your heart rate. will tell your body, Hey, we're resting, we're digesting, we're recovering because you can do 
um, what they call low level, like cardio, like a walk that is still reparative for your system and puts you more of a parasympathetic nervous system state, right? We have sympathetic and parasympathetic. Sympathetic, when we used to run from tigers, lions, tigers, and bears, oh my. Uh, parasympathetic <laughs> is when you want to calm down. And right now we're wired and tired and we're always anxious and cortisol levels and everything like um, adrenaline, everything's spiking, right? So we do that and just focus on that breath work. So you can even do something what they call a physiological sigh, which is to, which is a deep inhalation through the nose uh, and the that exhalation is longer right there that helps heart rate variability to literally just calm you down and the art of doing nothing is good too so you literally unplug and just sit there you don't have to meditate and think about what's happening with your toes and body scan and all this sort of stuff if you want to amazing there's some great apps and things out there that can do that but just unplug for like five minutes and listen to the birds and feel the wind on your face and just do nothing that is meditating. That will help you right there. Joey, you know, yeah. okay. Yes. You know, I love you and all the stuff that you talk about always. That was brilliant because I've never thought about it like that. The art of doing nothing. That's brilliant. Mm -hmm. I love that because we don't you. do that. We think we have to do some special meditation or some program and it's so much pressure that people just, you know, get overwhelmed or intimidated. That is brilliant because anyone could do nothing, make yeah. them do nothing. Anyone can do nothing, but it's so hard to do nothing. It was really interesting. So what happened when people, like, like I said, I'm not a religious person, but when people stop praying, we found that we sped everything up, like praying before a meal. You know, I used to, we used to say our, our father before every single meal. What is that doing really? That's teaching you to be grateful for your meal, to have that family connection, to hold hands, to do that, to, to feel that energy of the people around you at your table. So being grateful for your meal, for your food, for your life has been shown to actually help absorb those nutrients, put you into that parasympathetic nervous system state. So you can just be grateful for that. Even visualization of working out, visualizing how your workout's going to be, muscles growing has been shown to actually grow more muscle tissue. And then of course, you want to, you know, get ample micronutrients and macronutrients and people listen to Juliana, they know what all of those things are, right? And, and that will help your brain as well. There's all sorts of research behind this and it's really hard to refute. Uh, but that just those, those like, I, I hate when people are like, oh, here's what I do daily. And they post all this sort of stuff. No, they're not doing it daily, right? These are these <laughs> little, you know, they're, they're not, right? It's for social media. But what you can do, maybe a couple of days a week, like let's do nothing. Or okay, like, you know, you should probably get off of your phone an hour or two before bed. But if you're not going to, what can you do? Okay, you can maybe put on some blue light blocking glasses. That'll help a little bit. Maybe make your room completely dark. Um, put your phone on airplane mode, you know, so it, you know, you're, you're not getting distracted by that. All these little different things or turn on a sound machine of just some way. You set a timer or you just kind of go for it because that's yeah, I, nothing would be like unstructured. Yeah, like sort of you, you, you can do it unstructured. You can like or. Um, you know, you can go on, you know, Spotify or whatever and type in like, you know, classical music or something like that and just listen to one song, you know, like do it, do it that way. That's really good to do. Like timers are great, but you know, obviously people, you, you could get lost. I mean, when's the last time you, you know, went to the bathroom, sat on a toilet, scrolled on social media and all of a sudden the sun went down. I'm like, oh, what, where did the time go? So yeah, set Wait, a timer. What, <laughs> what did yeah, you just say? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, look at that. You know, we know when we're going to the bathroom now, we, we can't do just that. We've got to like be on our phone and answer emails. Um, so I think that that is really good. And that has helped me a lot. Just focusing on the breathing, focusing on 
um, the meditative habits. You know, um, also when you're working out, do something different in your workout. Let's say you're uh, um, doing yoga. Maybe add some sort of different balance work or some rotational work that'll actually help the cognition in your brain and help help more neurons. If you're a big meathead and you like lifting weights, and I know Sanford um, is a meathead himself, producer Sanford, and he he likes that I'm a meathead. <gasps> you just so, added him. <laughs> so you're right. You you lift weights. And then maybe you do some balance work or you take a ball and you like throw it up and down and catch it or like do some juggling or anything like that or some mobility work. That new behavior will help your brain and help you feel better because your brain is forced to adapt. That's why that neuroplasticity is so big. And, and as you know, with children, you know, zero to three, they're just a sponge. They absorb all of this information. We thought as we get older, we didn't have that, but we actually do. So there's these little things like what's the bare minimum that you can do? Don't think about having to do all of this at once. Like I listen to Juliana's podcast and do everything that Joey said at once. No, that's overwhelming. As Juliana said, do nothing today for five minutes and see how you feel and then start adding on from there. Actually, you're the one that said that and I'm sticking to it. I'm giving you credit. I'm going to tell the world that Joey says, why are doing nothing? Because I love that so much. I can't even tell you. And the other thing you mentioned that I think is where I've been going a lot lately is with the gratitude because when all else fails, there's so much to be grateful for. And especially this last year when you start to realize and prioritize. And um, I have a client who said that I, I was working with her for a while and she mentioned that she had started a gratitude list. And I've now incorporated that. It's actually going to be in my new book because I think it's brilliant. And I started doing it too. So I have all my clients now start a list of gratitude of things they're grateful for. And it could be really, really little things. Like I've on my list is, um, you know, I get to choose coffee or tea today. I get to, you know, breathe clean air with all those little things that are either big or huge or any, and everything in between. It's, it's like, you know, it just reminds you of what's important and that all the other things will work itself out, even if they're big. Cause you know, I've been going through a lot of big stuff too, and life changes and it's, it's a lot to handle. So you just have to go with one moment, each moment. And I'm, I'm going to start implementing more of the art of doing nothing. Thank I like you. that, you know, and, and as you said, with a gratitude list. So think about people, people always think exercise is a punishment or something that they have to do. What if you said it's something that you get to do? Imagine how, like, listen to that. I get to work out today. I get to have the opportunity to take 20 minutes for myself. That's brilliant. Just changing that right there and being grateful for that. And Juliana, being grateful for your coffee or your tea or your almond milk creamer, whatever it is, right? <laughs> yes. Like, it, it's amazing. And, and it's, it's great to have that. And, and I think the pandemic has brought out a lot of bad with people, but it's also brought out a lot of good. And we've realized like what is really important to us in life. Absolutely. And that's the whole point is to choose you, right? To choose your language. Language matters so much. And and just flipping it from I have to to I get to or or um anything like that where you're just flipping it and look at you're reframing it and you're looking at the same situation with a different perspective that can be that could change everything i work with all my clients to lose weight and it's like you get to choose your weight you get to choose what you eat it's not oh i have to give up blah 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 it's <laughs> you're getting to choose to eat this delicious nourishing food and your perspective is everything yeah. so joey what does choosing you mean to you well, I think that choosing me is also choosing everybody else that I love. Like really absorb that if you're listening to this. 
And we always talk about, you know, you, you always have the individuals that are doing everything for everyone else. And when anybody's sick or they're cooking for them or doing whatever, and they often neglect themselves. But how can you be there for everyone else if you're not there for yourself? So yes, there's times when you need to put yourself in the back burner. I get it. But you need to take care of yourself. You need to choose your health, choose your life so you can choose to help everybody else in your life. I mean, I think we have to end there because that's exactly everything about this podcast and you said it beautifully. And I thank you, Jay, and keep up the good work. And um, I love you, man. I I, I love you too. (laughs) Thank you for joining me. That is my new favorite thing. And I am going to put this into practice. The art of doing nothing. How's that for trying it on right away? If you're inspired and enjoy the Choose You Now podcast, please subscribe to the show, rate and review us on iTunes, and send us an email with questions and comments at chooseyounowpodcast at gmail.com. For nutrition services and more information, visit me at plantbaseddietitian.com. I invite you to choose yourself now, and I'm signing off with lots of leafy green love.